go further than you were on yesterday. As the word requires of us that we would draw near unto God as God is drawing near unto us. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you today. Again, Lord, for being the God of our everything. We thank you, Lord, that you woke us up this morning, started us on this new way. We thank you, Lord, for being the God of our protection. You have brought us, certainly, Lord, safe thus far. Saints of old would remind us by simply saying, when I look back and wonder how I've made it over, through many dangers, toils, and snares, Lord, we've already come. We've come now, Lord, to the preaching moment. And pray, God, that you would open our eyes. Lord, unstop our ears. And, Lord, make our hearts ready to receive. Massage our hearts, Lord, that they would be receptive so that good fruit will come forth in its season. Forgive us of our sins, we pray. We simply ask, Lord, that you would have mercy on us. Cleanse us from unrighteousness, that we would know, live, and exemplify to the world the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And Lord, in my own selfish little prayer, I ask for preaching power. Lord, I pray that you would endow me again with insight and intellect. Allow me, Lord, to tell the story. We might help some young man or some young woman, some traveler along this way. But Lord, I've declared that I understand clearly that if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men and women, boys and girls. So, Lord, use me in these few moments that are ours to share. We pray, God, that there is a desire, determination. Some will make a decision that I need to hear from Jesus. So, Lord, help us to quiet other things. We might hear your voice with clarity. And, Lord, that we would gain understanding. Bless every household today, both those who are with us in presence, those who share with us through our other media outlets. Let us draw near today. There is a word from the Lord. This word is for us. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. Power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord said amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord. Come on, let's make that joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, lift up your hallelujahs. Lift up your glories to God. Come on, let the Lord hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us, beloved of God, all over the world. We thank you 
for our friends in Texas and Florida and Georgia and Montana, Wyoming. We thank God for you today. We pray, God, that you will again share with your friends and neighbors. We thank you for those who leave their comments and, and make their presence known. Let us know you're with us today, and we thank God that in the days to come that we'll all get together and have a great old time around this fireplace. Amen. God bless you today again to Minister Kenny. Thank you so much. Uh, to Minister Brian, thank you so much to all of your uh, efforts have certainly been. I was sitting back there in the office enjoying the worship. I said, I better get out there before Kenny splash all the water out the pool and I wind up hitting the bottom. Amen. But thank you, man. I appreciate you. Brian, thank you. So good to have you with us to our ushers today, especially Sister Susan. Thank you. Standing there blocking the door like she ain't playing. And so we thank God for her today, making sure that everyone is masked and socially distanced. She is the church police for the day. Amen. When I grew up in church, ushers had badges. So we're going to get you a badge. Amen. So you can be duly deputized. No mask. Amen. Thank God for all of you today. Grab your Bibles, your tablets, your smartphones to our, again, extended audience. Thank you for being with us today. Gather your family around on the sofa, the settee, whatever you have. That's old school, Jess, settee. But uh, let's, let's get there together and turn our smartphones on, our tablets, grab our Bibles. Amen. I have a New Living Translation, and uh, just because my mama is still my mama, she said, how come you don't read from the King James? So I added the King James today because I don't want no stuff out of my mama. I'm telling you that right now. But I do have some King James, mama, so you'll be all right. Amen. But from the New Living Translation of the Bible, Psalm 94, if you will, please, Psalm 94. And that is in the Old Testament of the Bible. It's, it's a rather lengthy discourse. I won't read all of it. Again, one verse and one voice. We'll lift that up today, Dr. Dixon. And so good to know that God has given us this day. Amen. And I want to remind you that it's one day at a time. Stop trying to live all them days, this one day at a time. Psalm 94 from the New Living Translation. And when you have an opportunity, uh, I'm, I'm going to preach all of it from verse 1 over to uh, verse 19. <coughs> well, I'll make my summary argument. Uh, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, again, one verse and one voice at verse 19 from the New Living Translation, uh, Brian, here's what it says. Uh, it says, when doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Dolores Helen Mitchell, here you are, the King James Version. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. And from the Message Bible, for our millennials, when I was upset and beside myself, you calmed me down and cheered me up. Amen. I want to preach for a little while, and my little while ain't like your little while, but you're here now. But I want to preach for a little while with this thought in mind. Don't wait for enthusiasm to find you. Don't wait for enthusiasm to find you. 
Amen. It's always interesting to me, Kenny, when you hear people give summary renditions of their life. It's always interesting when we as the saints would say, look back at the troublesome experiences that we have endured and been engaged upon in our life. And the truth be told, and if all fairness, if integrity and credibility mean anything, we would have to include both the good and the bad. In fact, there is a song, Jess, uh, that is rather famous in the church and the culture of our church. It is woven into the very fabric of the church that simply summarizes by saying, I've had some good days, I've had some bad days, but I won't complain. Now, you and I both know as the church people that that part is a lie because folk like to complain. I think there are some of us who know that our best modus operandi to gain attention is to whine and complain. Uh, the nursery rhyme of our youth will remind us that's what Sally Walker's problem was. He cried too much. But I want us to understand that the moments uh, of our lives that we do mention uh, must be mentioned with a viewpoint from God. Have you ever wondered, really, beloved of God, what your life would be like if you lived it as God sees you? Amen. You, you might get that on the way out, but I, I'm here to tell you that, that you cannot simply say that the Lord has brought me through and not recognize that it was because he was watching you. In fact, you do know that, that Job reminds us that he knows the way I take. And I want us to understand that, that, that there are a whole lot of us in this room and those who are listening with us beyond these walls that you haven't lived your worst trouble yet. See how quiet y'all got right there? You've you, you got to understand, beloved of God, that, that when Jesus talks about in this life you shall have trouble, he was talking to you too. And, and you've got to be mindful that even in the midst of your troubles, that you find some way to gain some enthusiasm. Okay, you, you're not there yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll drag you along. You, all of us have to recognize that there are some wilderness experiences even for the chosen of God. Can, can I show it to you? Uh, 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 it, it was Moses. Moses, whom the Lord chosen, has chosen as his administrator. Moses, whom the Lord has promised that he would deliver people from the plight of Egypt to a place called promise. Y'all still ain't in your Bible. These are the people, the people of whom Moses comes to rescue, but yet they find themselves in sundry troubles. Say amen, somebody. The songwriter says it's through many dangers, toils, and snares I've already come which would suggest to us, Sister Laura, that, that none of us are going to escape the drudgery of the dungeons. None of us. In fact, let, let me see if I can get Daniel to come by for a minute. Daniel, who was obviously chosen of God, that Daniel, whom the, the Lord has placed in this Babylonian existence, but yet the Bible shows us that Daniel 
though he is in a place of uncertainty, he always had the favor of God. Yeah, yeah, Daniel did not end up in the lion's den because he committed a crime. Daniel ends up in the lion's den because he's committed to God. Y'all ain't shouting like I thought you would. And so it is, it is. Come here, Moses. Let me see if I can help. They know you a little better than Daniel. Moses is, is, is the one whom the Lord choo- chosen, has chosen. But listen to what he says, Wanda. In the midst of all of their trouble, in the midst of all of their problematic concern, Moses tells them, Sister Laura, that you should not forget. You shouldn't make it an effort. You shouldn't waste your time trying to forget all the way in which the Lord has brought you. Oh, okay, you're still not there. Mo- Moses said, don't try to act like you didn't have no problem. Don't, don't act like we didn't go through some difficulty. Don't, don't sit here and lie to your children that everything was just hunky-dory. We've had some problems and make sure that you remember all the way. That the Lord led thee. And then notice what he said, Deacon Anderson. He said, all of these 40 years. Let me see if I can help you to gain your enthusiasm. It's been for us six months and 26 days since we met with this difficulty. And some of us have lost our joy. Some of us are not enthusiastic. Some of us are sitting around moping and dragging our feet, and we're concerned about everything. But I'm here to tell you now that you can't wait for enthusiasm to find you. You got to go find it yourself. You, you cannot say to me that this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world didn't take it away, and yet you don't have no joy. You got to dance again. You got to shout again. You got to laugh again. You got to understand that you have been through it, but you're getting through. And God would require of us that we remember the wilderness. The wilderness, I, I'll hurry, I'll hurry. The wilderness, in essence, for them was their school of hard knocks. We've heard that illustration. If you're an African-American, well, black like me, you, you heard that before, that there is a school of hard knocks. And most of us do not enroll in it. It finds us. Say amen, somebody. There's an old saying in the church, Melvin, that says, I'm just so glad that trouble don't last always. But, but let, let me help some of us understand that even in its shortest version, trouble is just what it is. It's trouble. And they would remind us, they would remind us that as their situation sentence is imposed upon them, that's where we are today. We are all serving a situation sentence. Y'all didn't get that. Listen, we didn't create COVID-19. We didn't create the coronavirus. We didn't create this pandemic. We are all together in this matter under a situation sentence. What has been imposed upon us, and listen, listen, I don't waste my time with the conspiracy theories. I ain't got time for that. In fact, Fox News the other day then hired some guy who's trying to say that Dr. Fauci is the one that created the coronavirus. That don't make no sense. I feel like cussing right there. But the fact of the matter is, all of us 
are having to deal with this pandemic. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're white or if you're black. It doesn't matter if you live in a house on a hill or if you got a shack out in the back. I'm telling you now, we are all under the jurisprudence of a situation sentence. Say amen, somebody. And then again, that, that, that's another thing that I want to throw in here as my cultural moments keep coming up in me. It's, a, it's another thing for me to help them to understand that you ain't no better than me. White folk get COVID. Black folk get COVID. Your money ain't going to help you now. Your brutality ain't going to save you now. Some of the same police that busting us in their head got COVID now. Some of those same congressmen and senators that's sitting up there and talking all that smack and don't want to give y'all y'all unemployment benefit. They're sitting with free medical for life. They're sitting on $127,000 a year. Their children can go to any doctor. They can go to any school and they want you to put your children back in school but yet the president cancels his convention there's something really wrong with that but what i like about it is god reminds me every day that he still no respect to a person when you get sick i get sick when you die we die and the fact of the matter is this is a situation sentence and all of us gonna serve sometime say amen somebody moses moses come i'll hurry wanda i see that look of anxiety on your face moses comes along and and for obvious and historical reason, I pick him in the beginning. And here's why, Zach, because, because Moses, chosen of God, was still a person who struggled with his own personal life issues. Okay, okay, let, 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 let me break that down for you. I, I want all of us to understand something. Just because you're a preacher, a deacon, a trustee, or whatever you are in service of the Lord, it does not exempt you from having personal life issues. Say amen, somebody. And let me, let me, let me go ahead and get mad like I want to, Laura. I get sick and tired of, of some snooty and sophomoric folk just because you are outside your season of trouble. You want to make sure other folks suffer needlessly. And just because somebody get in trouble, you want them to resign and they ought to step down and they need to, you know, no, 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 no. Listen, let me help you understand something. All of us got some problems to deal with. And just because we run into a snare or we fall into a pitfall, that's not the time to resign. That's the time to regroup. Say amen, somebody. L listen, I, I, I don't know who we think going to be left in the church if those of us who think we're perfect are the only ones that are fit to serve God. Did you read your Bible? Susan, I read mine. I, I found out in my Bible that God always chooses misfits. Say amen, somebody. God chooses folk that don't know how to walk right and talk right. God chooses folk that marry wrong. God chooses folk with crazy children. Y'all ain't talking to me. God always finds a place for misfits. Look at your name and tell them, that's why I'm still here. M M Moses, Moses comes, Aaron, because there, there are two phases here that we can relate to him. One, we can relate to Moses just simply based on the message. I I'm going to hurry along here. The message. Moses, Moses, Moses is, is the chosen of God, Deacon Anderson, but, but he wasn't always filled with confidence. There are times in, in even this great emancipator's life when, when he felt like he wasn't up to the task. Anybody know what that feels like? There, there, there are times when, when in all of our lives when, when a, a, a certain measure of uncertainty creeps in. And, that, and that's why I like Moses because in, in all of his in all of his greatness, there are still some areas of his life that had their moments. Say amen, somebody. It, it, 
it is it is it is in his it is in his testimony. If you if you if you talk to him, he'll tell you that there were times when when he was trying to convince God that I ain't the one. Amen. And some of y'all been right there. Some of y'all, some of you here with us on this hour have been in that moment when, when, when God was trying to enlist you and you were trying to resign before you even got hired. Say amen, somebody. Moses, Moses helps us to understand that, that sometimes even when you know it's God, that ain't good enough. See, see you highfalutin Christians ain't going to say amen right there. You you're going to sit here and look at me as if you've never had that kind of moment with God. But I'm telling you now, even when I know it's God, sometimes that ain't good enough. Since I cried, they are candidate. They don't want to say amen. You don't even want to give me a cord on that when you're sitting there rubbing your hand like you thinking deep on me. Don't get deep on me now. I needed a cord right there. You, you should have gave. No, don't do it now. It's too late. But the fact of the matter is all of us ought to be honest enough in this hour to admit that there have been moments when just because you were chosen, it didn't mean you had all the confidence to do the job. And even, listen, come on, stay with me. And, and, and even, even in the case of being chosen and having some competence, I think there are times when some of us didn't think we were competent on the proper levels. Say amen, somebody. You, you know what it's like to have that job that you ain't really sure. You don't want them to leave you at the control panel. You don't want them to leave you in charge. You, you got the title. You got the position. You getting the paycheck. But, but you're not altogether sure that your competency levels are in the right place. Say amen somebody. You're sitting there going which one of these buttons should I not push? Say amen somebody. And, and so it is on, on, on that relationship level. Then there's the relationship level number two, Aaron. I'll hurry. And, and I don't know about you, but this is where, this is where my, my own testimony comes in. Can I preach my story for a minute? Y'all got time, don't you? This, this moment, Deacon McKenzie, I, I won't pick on nobody. I'll just use Leroy. But I don't know about you. But I'm going to admit that, that these six months and 26 days of 2020 has taken a bite out of Leroy. I'm, I'm just telling you now that, that this, this has done something to me. This, this whole pandemic, can, can we go around the block on this one one time? You have to understand that, that, that in 2020, when they were talking about the year of clear vision and the year of, of clarity, no, ain't no clarity here. You know, I, I can't even sing the creed in clear water. I can see clearly now. No, no, I can't see something. I'm telling you now that, that this, this pandemic, the, the protests, the presidential and political uncertainties have caused me to feel like I'm in a turmoil that I can't get out of. I didn't ask for this. This is the time of the year when I thought we'd be planning for homecoming and we would have come out of a great revival and we would be looking at our church picture in a different light. But I'm looking out here now at a socially distanced church and, and I'm looking at a canceled Bible study. I'm looking at no Christian academy. I'm looking at ministry that has been put on hold and I'm not comfortable with that. I, I'm not feeling uh, y'all ain't got to say nothing. I'm talking about me. I'm just telling you now that I'm opening up myself and I'm telling you that I've been having some anxious moments. Can I talk like I want to hear? I, I'm not, I, I, some of the stuff that used to be autopilot and automatic is problematic for me now. I'm not eating right. I'm not sleeping right. I'm getting black circles because I can't rest. When I want to go to bed, I can't. When I want to get up, I'm too tired. I, I don't know who to trust. I don't want to touch nobody. I don't want nobody to touch. Y'all ain't talking to me. I, I can't go to the store like I used to. I can't pump gas like I used to. I can't even use the keypad at the ATM like 
I used to. So many things are causing me anxious moments. I'm looking at my children different. I'm looking at my family different. I don't want nobody to come to my house. I don't want to go have dinner with nobody. Y'all ain't talking to me. This is corrupting my lifestyle. It's causing me some anxiety. And the writer said it is the multitude of these anxieties that are getting the best of me. You ain't got to say nothing. I'm talking about myself. I don't have no normal life anymore. I don't know when normal coming back. I don't know where the hell normal went. But I do know that I'm anxious about things. And I don't like being anxious about things. I want to rest in the Lord. I want to trust in the Lord. I want to worship like I used to. I want to get around my friends like I used to. I want to take my family to dinner. But I can't because I'm under the sentence of a situation of which I cannot control. And I'm anxious. You can question my faith in God. You can call me a heretic. But I'm just telling you now that the Bible says I can be anxious. Anxious moments of my life. The psalm writer says it is a multitude. Amen. I can handle one or two things. But God help me, my cup is running over. I don't, I don't, I don't like church like this. I want to go back to the days when we can walk around and hug and and fellowship, and, and, and I like it when the sisters squeeze me real tight, and, and I like it when they kiss me on my face and tell me how wonderful I am, but we can't do that now, and I'm anxious. These last six months and this 26 days of July ain't fun for me. These, these things, uh, somebody said when, when they do the watch night in 2020, we're going to have a whole lot to talk about. These memorable and, and, and mismanaged moments are going to be seared into our brains forever. People who died in 2020 and we couldn't give them the kind of home going we like to give. We've canceled weddings. Babies are being born and, and only the mother can be in the room because the father can't come in. Y'all ain't talking to me. 2020 is a mess. And on top of that, we got to have an election in November. And Crookshake McGuire had already showed us that he planning on not leaving without the aid and assistance of the National Guard. Say amen, somebody. We are, we, are, we, are, we are scared going in and scared coming out. But I want to help us to understand, I'm hurrying now, but any knucklehead with any sense at all would find some way to get their enthusiasm. You, you got to find something to laugh about. You got to find something to be energetic about. Listen, I'm telling you now, depression has killed more folk than the record might reveal. And, and any of us with any sense at all would take this opportunity and a lesson, take it as a plan of action to draw closer to God, to enlist our confidence in God, to make a new commitment to God, and to make sure that we sign ourselves up for that next Christian jubilee. Come on and talk to me, somebody. Listen, I, I remember my mama talking about it, and I remember them old ladies talking about it, and I remember my pastor talking about it. Right along through here, what we all ought to be trying to get is that peace that surpasses understanding. Come on and talk to me, somebody. He said, listen, I've got a multiplicity of anxieties, but what I want really to get started is I need my peace. Once I get my peace, and it surpasses understanding because I'm telling you now, can I talk about me a little more, Aaron? I cannot tell you standing right here flat-footed, 6'5", and all that I am, I cannot tell you how many times in the last few months that I have fell on my knees and lifted up my face, and all I could say to God is, Lord, this don't make no sense. I, 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 I can't even pray like I used to. 
All I can come up with is, Lord, this don't make no sense. More melancholy. I, I'm more melancholy now. I, I have a sense of, of, of dread about things. I don't like feeling that way. But the fact of the matter is, that's all I can say to him right now, Lord, this don't make no sense. And then that's why, Deacon Anderson, I keep asking God to give me peace. Because when you got a peace that surpasses understanding, even that which don't make no sense will become situational but give you back your praise. Say amen, somebody. I'm convinced, I'm hurrying now, Aaron, I'm convinced that all of these dubious and disheartening dilemmas are going to prove out for us and pay off for us in a far greater value. Yep, yep, I believe that the next argument for the next generation will simply be that they saw how we got through. Amen. They're going to look at us and say, man, y'all got through that pandemic. And listen, I'm telling you now that we are shoring up our testimonies. I've heard people say, Madeline, that when the church comes back, they're going to dance and they're going to run and they're going to do it. Listen, I'm telling you, you can't wait for that. You, you can't wait till the church come back. You can't wait for enthusiasm to find you. You got to learn how to do it yourself. You're going to have to learn now how to dance without music. You're going to have to preach without an audience. You're going to have to testify when ain't nobody else listening because the fact of the matter is God is still the same God and you are the same child. He still woke you up this morning. He still started you on your way. You still got food on your table. You still got your health and strength. You got to learn how to get your joy. You got to lift up your hands when ain't nobody else lifting. You got to run when ain't nothing chasing you. You got to sing when you don't know the words. Because if you wait for enthusiasm to find you, you might find yourself in a depressed state of mind. You might find yourself looking at the wall. You might find yourself crying in a teacup. But thanks be unto God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I got to hurry. Listen, listen, Susan, three versions. One thought he says, first of all, he says, when doubts fill my mind, that's New Living Translation. He said, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, and then he says, when I was upset and beside myself. Wanda, can I preach his case for a minute? He, he, he said, listen, listen, here's what's happening. I'm taking it all in. He made up his mind. If you go back and look at the text, in, in the first portion of the text, I, I'm going to preach it and I'm going to hurry along. In the first portion of the text, he talks about the presence of evil and corruption. He talks about people that have been oppressed. And then he says, listen, it calls him to reflect and compare his difficult situation against the divine sovereignty of God. Oh, boy, I said something right there. I said when he looked at the situation that he was in, it caused him to compare his situation with the divine sovereignty of God. And in other words, Deacon Anderson, what he was doing was saying, listen, I know God got this. I know there are some things happening now, but God has got this. What, what he was saying is, Melvin, that God ain't lost no power. Watch this now. If you, if you make note of the reflection of his testimony, you go back to Psalm 93, you will find him rejoicing and giving praise unto God. You, you missed it. I said if you go back and look at the reflection and his observation, you will discover that he is giving praise. He's rejoicing and singing praises unto God. Okay, let me see if I can help you with what I'm trying to tell you. How many of us in this room, how many of you out there have lived long enough to know that sometimes both singing and sorrow go together? 
Yeah, I, I said, I said, singing and so suffering and solitude go together. Listen, I'm trying to tell you now, Deacon Walker, you don't have to fake being happy if you ain't happy, but you got to learn how to have singing and sorrow with equal enthusiasm. Say amen. So it's right there in the text, Zach. In, verse, in, 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 in Psalm 93, he was singing praises unto God. In Psalm 94, he's saying, God, but we're in trouble. Notice on the text. Let me go on record and help you to find your hope and establish your holdout. Because the truth of the matter is, watch this now. All of us are in the same situation. And all of us have the same God. Y'all ain't shout like I thought you would. Please, please understand, beloved God. You, you need to understand that when you talk about having a hiding place... It's because there's something to hide from. And the Bible shows us that God in his predestined, pre-planned operation has already told us that there is a hiding place. You know the song, Beneath His Wings of Love Abide, God will take care of you. Every now and then, you just got to steal away. That's what the old saints did. They, they made a song out of it. They said every now and then, you got to steal away to the Lord. And I don't know about you, beloved of God, but I'm finding my myself in a more steal away state of mind. I'm spending more time in solitude with God. But this one thing I know, I might be away from y'all, but I'm with God. I, I might not be able to come out, but he'll come in. Y'all ain't talking to me. That the God I serve reminds me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. And so it is. Watch this. Notice now. Watch this. He, he does not suggest to us, and I don't suggest to you, that you pretend that none of it was getting to him. He does not lose. He said, listen, I've got some anxious moments. He said, I've got a multiplicity of anxiety. He said, I'm feeling like I'm beside myself. And let me see if I can medicate you through your melancholy. You need to stop pretending it ain't getting to you. you listen, I'm telling you now, Zach, I wanted to work with it, but I'm going to leave it alone right now because if I start working with what it is, I wind up on the bypass and get off a of 460. I'm trying to go somewhere because you understand. He said, I'm not going to go around acting like this ain't bothering me. He said in my roundabout analogy I'm going to do like Moses told the children of Israel. I'm going to acknowledge God in all my ways. I, I, I'm going to let them know that listen there is, there is, I'm coming now. He said listen there is both the providence and the problematic. There is both grace and grief. There is both denial and deliverance. There is both stumbling blocks and stepping stones. And in some, thank you Kenny, in summary what he wants us to remember is that through it all you can trust in the Lord. In summary, he said, listen, you got to understand that Jesus is a way maker. You got to understand that there is test and trial. There is trouble and triumph. There is a season for this and a season for that. Look at your name and tell him he knows the way I take him. That's why, that's why they would say, walk with me, Lord. While I'm on, y'all ain't talking to me, this tedious journey. Look at your name and say, I've been through some things. That's why I know I'm going to make it. This ain't my first rodeo. This ain't the first time I bumped my head. This ain't the first time I've fallen down. This ain't the first time I couldn't pay my bills on time. This ain't the first time I've been unemployed. This ain't the first time my friends left me. This ain't the first time I've been lied on. This ain't the first time I've been in a struggle. I didn't always live up here. I started out down there. I didn't always have this. I started out with that. But the God I serve has been faithful through it all. He brought me out and he'll take me in. He said, listen, you got to encourage yourself. Watch this. Come here, come here Paul. Come in and help us with our hope. P 
Paul reminds us, listen, you, you've got to be encouraged and enthusiastic even in this. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen. You, you cannot, I'm, I'm hurrying, Aaron. You cannot say, I will bless the Lord at all times and don't bless the Lord at all times. See how the Bible comes back to call you? you you've, been, you, you've been standing up in the church talking about, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Everybody else still shouting and you pouting. Y'all ain't talking to me. Everybody else still coming to church, but you ain't coming. Everybody else still tithing, but you holding back on the Lord. You can't say with me and then without me in the same voice. The same God that you were praising when you had your money. Y'all ain't talking to me. The same God you were praising when you got your new car. The same God you were praising at your housewarming. The same God you were praising on vacation. It's the same God you praise in a pandemic. It's the same God you praise in brutality. It's the same God you pray with equal justice. You got to live Lift up your voice, lift up your praise, and tell God, thank you. Even in the worst of times, thank you. Because I will bless the Lord at all times. Here it is. I got to hurry. They, 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 they. Paul, Paul, Paul said, listen, you got to understand, in the Corinthian letter, Wanda, you know it. Plenty of you know it. You good preachers, you good deacons, you know it. But I got to hurry. In the Corinthian letter, the second version of the letter, this is what he said. He said, listen. Our present troubles are small. Lord, you heard him. He said, listen, our present troubles are small. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't, don't make mountains out of molehills. No, 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 some of y'all ain't talking. You got your mask on. You can say it. You got to have at least two layers, though. You can't. You got a one-layer mask move. Uh, but, but look at him. Don't make mountains out of molehills. Some of us around here, you know, we, we don't turn... Everything into a mountain. It's just a molehill. Right then the Bible, Deacon Anderson, he said, listen, our, our present troubles. Amen. COVID-19, our present trouble is small. Our political climate, that present trouble is small. This economic pinch is small. Y'all ain't shouting at all, are you? No, no, no. You, you, you got listen, listen. If you, if you ain't gonna believe it, then you ought to leave it. And I'm sticking with the word. That word I've hidden in my. Y'all don't know the Bible. I, I, listen, I, I, I trust what God is saying. He said, "Listen, you, you, you have a problem when you start making mountains out of molehills." Listen, to what he said. He said, and 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 even if you miss that. He said, whatever's happening in us, watch this, Madeline. He said, it will produce for us a glory that outweighs them all. Woo! That, that's, that's, when, that's when I start putting melancholy back on the shelf. Because I've come to realize that whatever I'm going through, there will be glory after this. Come on, come on, talk to me. I, I got Bible, Melvin. He said, listen, you got to understand that the bigger the burden, the bigger the blessing. You got to understand that he said it's going to outweigh all of them. You, you've been walking around. Kenny, you know the key. Brian, you know it. There will be glory after this. But let me help you understand something. In order to get to the after, you got to deal with the now. Whoa, that, that's rich preaching. You, you listen, some of y'all, some of y'all sitting around talking about when, but in order to get through when, you got to deal with now. Because you can't get there till you leave here. 
And you got to deal with what's here before you can get to deal with what's over there. Y'all ain't talking to me. You got to learn how to stay steadfast and immovable. You got to understand that whatever's happening now, God is still in control. I told you earlier, he said, listen, I'm comparing my difficult situation with the divine sovereignty of God. And I know God is a keeper. Listen, listen, he said, there will be glory. Listen, I see Deaconess Annie waving at me. She's saying, listen, you got to remember after every storm, the sun will come out. Look at your name and tell them after this storm, the sun will come out. You got to understand that the fallen will rise again. The hurt will be healed. The broken will mend something. The lost will be found. And tears will dry up. And the wicked will cease from troubling. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've decided to praise him now. I've decided to go ahead and wave my hand. I've decided to gird up my loins. I've decided to run on and see what the end shall be. I've come too far to turn back now. I've come too far to give up now. I've got to keep pressing on the upward way. Look at your name and say, come on and run with me. Come on, let's chase after God. Come on, let's see what God's going to do next. Paul said, listen, i got to come back in. He said, so don't look at the troubles you have now. In other words, you got to divert your attention. Tell your neighbor, look the other way. He said, watch this now, because I would rather put my hope in a God that's going to change some things. Look at what he said in verse 18. He said, rather, I feel that. He said, rather, I feel that again. Shout with me, neighbor, rather. No, no, shout with another neighbor, rather. Because rather said, I'm going to look at it a different way. Rather said, I'm not going to be dismayed by it. My enthusiasm is coming back now because I rather fix my gaze on the thing that God is doing. I'm more interested in what God is doing than what Trump is doing. I'd rather see what God's going to do next than wait on the House of Representatives to send me a stimulus check because my Bible says that God shall supply all of my need. Y'all ain't talking to me. How many know God can still supply? How many know God will still work it out? How many know God is still in charge? Look at your name and say, neighbor, rather, 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 rather will change things. Rather will shake things up. Rather will discombobulate. Rather confuses the devil. He thought you'd be crying, but you praise him. He thought you'd lay down, but you're getting up. Rather fix my eyes. Watch this, he said, because after a while, it'll be gone. COVID-19 can't stay forever. Trump can't stay forever. Mitch McConnell can't stay forever. Representative Yoho can't stay forever. Vigilantes can't stay forever. Neo-Nazis can't stay forever. Police brutality can't stay forever. Racism can't stay forever. Confederate statues can't stay forever. He said, the stuff we see now, Dog whistle politicians uh, shaking and making up the mind. Uh, all of that will soon be gone. Uh, but how many know that God will be here? Uh, how many know that God will remain? Uh, how many know he still sits high and still looks low? Uh, look at your name and say, neighbor, uh, now unto him uh, who is able. I got to hurry. Listen, listen. He, he said, you got to understand. He said, all of this. All of this is a reason to be anxious. But he said, listen, you got to understand that the dire straits and difficulties are just blocks along the road to travel that will get us to our place.
called home. There is, a, there, is a, there is a time in life. Let me see, Dick McKenzie. This is a free bonus one. Uh, look at your neighbor. Tell him, neighbor, sometimes hurt will keep you humble. I'm convinced that, that, that every now and then, Zach, that God allows hurt to keep us humble. You, you, heard, you heard Paul said, Paul said that I, I was given this affliction to keep me from getting puffed up. Come on and talk to me, somebody. If, if there's a bonus blessing here, I believe that when God looked at the world, we were getting a little puffed up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think God looked at us and said, oh, they done got beside themselves. Oh, they, they done got now where their cows are fat and their crops are coming in good. Their stock market is good. The Nikkei is good. The, the oil is flowing again. Gas prices have gone down. The stock market is looking good. Oh, they, they, they're getting where they're beside themselves. Uh, so I, I'm going to have to do something. Say amen, somebody. You do know that every now and then God allows some stuff to happen. Anybody experience some stuff in your life? But let me, let me see if I can help you. There's a bonus blessing to help you get through your next breakthrough. And you got to understand that, that sometimes God reminds us that he can't bless us too quickly. That there are times in life when God had to take us around the block of burden every now and then. Oh, come on and say amen, somebody. That's why the old church said, listen, if I never had a problem, I would never have known the power of God to solve. Y'all ain't talking to me. He reminded me, he said, listen, I'm convinced now that these anxieties that I'm dealing with are moving me to a far greater glory. He said, listen, I'm glad to let y'all know that God does not choose what happens to us because of what is in us, but because of what God can bring through us. Y'all missed the shout right there. I'm telling you now that this situation we're in is, is one that requires of us that we do at least three things and I'll go. First of all, you got to recognize this situation. You, you can't put all of them together. Sometimes y'all get to where whatever's happened in your life, you want to put all of it in the same basket. Well, now this is this situation. You got to understand now we're up against the schemes of defiant and destructive measures where some of the things that are happening to us are happening because some folk just had ill will toward us. Say amen, somebody. No, before you run off and say that Dr. Mitchell is buying into the conspiracy theory, I don't care where it came from, it's here. Say amen, somebody. I don't believe in mad scientists sitting in a lab tickling themselves and coming up with evil plots and plans. That's only in the Frankenstein movies. But the truth of the matter is, I'm just going to deal with this situation. And watch what he says now in verses 5 through 7 of Psalm 94. Here's what he says, April. He said, listen, notice the expression of exposure. He said, they crush your people. They kill the widows. They say that God doesn't care. And I want all of us to know that they are liars. Tell them, listen, let me help you understand something. No matter what this situation is, they don't know. They can't fix it. They can't change it. But help them understand that whenever they lie and try to defeat us, just tell him about them. Tell God all about your trouble. And he'll y'all ain't helping me like I thought you would. You got to understand that they always got something to say. They always up to no good. And that's what he said. Listen, Lord. They're doing some stuff to your people. But notice what he does say in, in echoing his trust in the Lord. He says,
said, I know God will take care of it. Listen, not only, Melvin, must we recognize this situation, but then we must rely upon the strength of the Lord. I'm trying to hurry, Kenny. He said, listen, you got to understand this right there in verses 13 through 18. He said, first of all, what will give you back your enthusiasm is you can always count on God to give relief without rejection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then, verse 13, Deacon Davis, he said, listen, Lord, you give them relief from their troubles, and the Lord will not reject his people. That's why Mama said, hold to his hand, to God's unchanging hand. God gives us relief without rejection, and that means no matter what we've done, God still loves us. Jesus loves me, this I know. And then he said this, Kenny, he said, relying upon the strength of the Lord, he said, not only is there relief without rejection, he said, but you get refuge because of your relationship. It's right in the verse, he said, listen, God will not abandon his special possession. Look at your name and tell him, I know I'm somebody. Look at another neighbor. That neighbor doesn't appreciate you in all of your grandeur. Look at another neighbor and tell him, listen, I know I am somebody. Because the Bible says, watch this now, that I am God's special possession. Oh, Lord, I got it like that. I, I, am, I, am, I am the apple of God's eye. I am the diamond in his rough. I am all that I can be because God is all that I need him to be. Listen to him. He said, listen, he is our shelter in the time of our storm. He is that cleft that will hide us beneath. Here's that place of security and solitude. And let me shout this little blessing over to you because I know I'm blessed by him because I belong to him. God is my keeper. David said the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, let's go toward home. I got to hurry now. But in verse 16, Aaron, he asked the question of the ages. He says, who will protect me from the wicked? Who will stand up for me against the evildoers? And I'm so glad he asked that question Wanda. It's right there in your Bible. He said, who will do that for me? Who's going to take care of me when I can't take care of myself? Moses wanted to know. Aaron wanted to know. Abraham wanted to know. David wanted to know. Elijah wanted to know. Job wanted to know. Jeremiah wanted to know. Isaiah wanted to know. Ezekiel wanted to know. You want to know. And I want to know too. But Lord, help us right along through here. Can I tell you who the answer is? The answer is the Lord strong and mighty. The answer is the Lord sits high. The answer is the Lord of everything. He is a battle axe in the time of war. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. That's who will take care of me. That's who will guard me. God said, hold your peace and I will fight your battle. God said, fear not because I am near unto you. Look at your name and say, neighbor, I got this because God's got me. God will hold me. God will keep me. God will protect me. He watches over me. Won't he do it? Can he do it? Look at your name and say, neighbor, I got refuge. Then, then, then he said this, and I'm gone. I'm said, then he said, listen, the kind of strength that God gives you. Y'all sit down for a minute. I got one more. He said, listen, you, you got you to gotta understand that, that because you, you have looked at the situation, you recognize it. You know what this is. He said, because you have refuge and relationship. He said, because you are in a situation now, what you're going to have to do in order to get your enthusiasm back to the highest level, he said, it's time to regroup. Listen, what he said, there's an enthusiasm, Lord. He said, listen, 
unless the Lord had helped me. Oh, boy, that sounds like enthusiasm. One, he said, unless the Lord had helped me. That, that's a radical for the regroup. Yeah, look at your name on that, that pew that you're on and tell him, listen, I'm about to regroup right here. You, you got to understand, listen, he said, he said, that's why we don't faint. You, you remember, you remember, you remember, you remember Isaiah, he said that, that you got to learn how to run and not get weary. You, you got to learn how not to faint. He said, you got to remain strong even among the fallen. And he reminds us, he said, that's why we're never forsaken. That, that's why the fallen do rise. That's why the hurt do heal. That's why the broken do mend. That's why the lost get found, because tears don't last forever. That's why trouble can't stay forever. That's why sadness got to leave. That's why the wicked will cease from troubling, because God will make us regroup. That's why mama said, get yourself together, because the Lord is our help. The Lord is my keeper, my strong salvation. God is my rock, even in a weary land. God is my water in dry places. God is my all and my all. Look at your name and say, neighbor, the Lord is my help, my strong tower. The Lord is my water. The Lord is my well that never runs dry. The Lord is, 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 the Lord is. I know you think I'm stuck right there, but that's my answer to all of my problems. The Lord is. I can't explain him. I don't see him when he comes, and I don't know where he goes. But the Lord is. 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 Say it. Say it. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Won't he do it? Can't he do it? Didn't he do it? Say yeah. Say yeah. It's regroup. Got to get it together again. I know God will. I know in whom I have believed. I know he will. God is my very present help. He won't leave me. He won't forsake me. You got to get your enthusiasm back. Get back out there. Power up the grill. Get some pork chops and some, some gravy. Go on and cook again. Stop eating out of a can. Amen. Wash your face. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. Get them rollers out your head. It's 2 o'clock in the day. Amen. Go get your nails done. Get a pedicure. Amen. Live again. Amen. You may not be able to go down to the beach like you used to, but, but, but turn a sprinkler on in the backyard. Amen. Sit outside with a big umbrella. It's been hot as Hades around here. Get a suntan. 
Get your joy back. Do a Zoom family reunion. Look at each other and laugh and, and tell them, you look like you're putting on a little weight there. They say it's the COVID-15. But, but laugh again. The Lord will. He, he, he's our help. My, my feet almost slipped. But the Lord will. I, I felt like giving up. But the Lord will. You got to regroup. Get it together, baby. Sitting around here, weary and wounded and sad. But you forgot that he's a resting place. And he'll make you glad. Won't he do it? Come on, won't he do it? So what if you lost your job? You were telling us six months ago you didn't like the job anyway. Amen. The Lord did your favor. So what if folk ain't calling you? You said you got tired of all them emails and text messages anyway. You didn't want to be in that group text. You got tired of them threads. The Lord did your favor. Say so you didn't like hanging around people. You don't like people. God did you a favor. He socially distanced people from you. You ought to say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Say, I like being by myself. God fixed that for you. So you ought to be glad. Oh, praise his holy name. Get your enthusiasm back. Laugh again. Amen. Luke Vandross said, if I can just dance with my father again. Amen. Don't, don't pass up a good dance. Listen, sometimes you got to dance by yourself. Amen. Be, be your own America's idol. Be your own the voice. Ain't nothing like singing in the shower. Say amen, somebody. Everybody in the shower is a Mahalia Jackson and a James Cleveland. Teddy Pendergrost, Roberta Flack, Snoop Doggy Dog, Lil Weezy, all of them people. When you're in the shower, you can be anybody you want. Amen. But when you come out, just remember, that's not where you are anymore. Nothing like shower singing. Something about that water that make the acoustics just right. What you working on over there, a little juvenile? Go ahead and work with it. <laughs> Don't do it, Kenny. But listen, listen. You can't wait for it to find you. Then, then the last thing, and, and we'll let you go, is that you got to understand that, that after you have done your rebounding, it's time for you to rejoice. Church ought to still be making noise, you know. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We, we ought to still be clapping. Some, some of us have been coming in lately as if we're waiting on the undertaker. But if you're moving, he won't mess with you. If you're sitting there cold, he might get you. You know, the undertaker, he, he quick. But if you're moving, they won't mess with you. Right, that's why you got to keep it moving. Look at the name, tell them, keep moving. They, they, they got them refrigerator trucks now. They, they, got, they got too much business. You know, when, when, you, when you ain't moving, that's a bad sign. Sometimes I look in on people when they're sleeping and put a little mirror down there and see if they got anything going. Amen. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. 
Tell your neighbor, don't look at me like that. <laughs> but you got you to gotta rejoice. Psalm writer says this in verse 19, which is, again, the, the center point of the argument. He said, listen, I, I had these anxieties. He said, but Lord, what helped me was when you comforted me. And you renewed my hope and gave me cheer. I, I want to say this to you, and you can go, but I want you to get your head up. I want you to shake off the doldrums and get back to living to the glory of God. Don't wait for enthusiasm to find you. You've got to be your own happiness sometimes. The joy of the Lord is still your strength. He says this, and, and he says, they have said these things that God don't care. And I know that there are those of us who are wrestling with why is God letting this happen? Why won't God just heal us? We've all been quoting the Chronicle writer's testimony, if my people were called by, I, I, know, I know that one. But I'm telling you now that sometimes God's got to take us around the block. Sometimes hurt is the only help for us. James said the summary for the, those of us who are the salvation of God is to always draw near unto God. Because God is always drawing near unto us. This pandemic won't steal my praise. Secondly, this, this is bonus preaching. Kenny, you can use these in your revival down the road. It won't steal my praise. It won't stymie my progress. I'm going to keep pressing on. And it will not shut down my purpose. That's why I'm still trying to preach like I'm crazy. That's why we never stop opening the doors of this church. The world needs purposeful people. Praise, purpose, pursuit. Those things are so critical for us. Progress, right? I, listen, when, when you talk about pressing on the upward way, wh what are you talking about? You can't be stymied and well, I'm just going to take a season off. What? James Cleveland said, you ain't no ways tired. I won't let it do that to me. And so I'm going to keep building up my enthusiasm. I had to shake off my melancholy. Found some stuff to laugh at. Thought about some things that are yet to come. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, listen, keep planning. Keep planning. Keep dreaming. Keep pressing. Let's get ready to go. I've taken up too much of your time. But I want you to understand something. God has not forgotten the promises that he made to you. Here's what he said, Wanda, that really caught my attention. He said, if, if I wasn't careful, I would have settled for the silence of the grave. Try, then you talk, read the story. He said, if I had let 
what the world was doing to me, what the oppressors were doing, what the what the what, what those who were in unjust were doing. If I had let those things, what they did, killing the orphans and widows and 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 denying the righteousness of God, he said I would have settled for the silence of the grave. But then he came back and said, but the Lord had been my help. And let me, let me tell you something, all of y'all right here now, all of y'all out there too, don't settle for silence. Get your praise together. Keep making progress. And don't forget your purpose. God has called you to something wonderful. Jesus died. So we can live. And he said that I am a suitable and all-sufficient substitute and savior that you might know my salvation. He said, Don't, don't, don't quit. We all got some stuff going on in our head. Anxieties are real. Amen. Don't don't act like it ain't. He, listen, it's in the text. He didn't pretend that it wasn't bothering him. But he said, I'm going to come up with a countermeasure. Look at your name and say, you need some countermeasures. God will take care of you. We open the doors of the church that we would receive those who are seeking the Lord's salvation. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Hear that old song they sang in the church. Says, Laura, you remember it. You from down south like me. This simply says, come to Jesus. Come just now. He will save you. He will save you just now. He is waiting just now. Our doors are open. Our hearts are open. Come to Jesus. We thank God for you today. Those of you who are standing with us in the sanctuary, those of you who are with us, as we prepare to log off and to say goodbye for now. We hope to see you on Thursday at 6.30. But I want you to understand something. You've got to find a way to stir up your joy. You cannot wait for it to find you. You've got to pursue it. Doggedly pursue it. There's no language in the church, Wanda, that goes, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I made up my mind. I'm telling you, this, this was getting to me. It was bothering me. I'm not sleeping right. I don't eat right. I, the clock all messed up. You know, when I ought to be asleep, I'm woke. When I want to go to sleep, I can't. Then I'm sleeping when I want to be up. I mean, I, I thought that I was masterful at sleeping. But it's crazy when you're waking up 4 o'clock in the afternoon and you don't go to bed till 4 o'clock in the morning. There's something wrong with that. Too much going on in my head. And the Lord told me, go read Psalm 94. And I saw it. I said, wait a minute. I can't just help me. I got to help them. 
can't wait for enthusiasm to find you. You got to go get it. Pursue it. Lay claim to it. Tell yourself every day, I will be happy today. No matter what happens, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to find happy in everything. Amen. See, some of y'all missed that moment. I, I will be happy today. And do it one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. That, that's too much. Jesus says, that's outside of your periphery. You, you can't deal with that. Wake up in the morning, find the best mirror in your house. Stand there, look at it. Look at you and say it to you. I will be happy today. And do it one day at a time. And before you know it, you've got a historical record of happy. You'll forget when sad ever came around. This joy that I had, God wants you to be happy. Father, we thank you today. Our time has been well spent. So, God, we pray today that we will remember that we have this situation at hand. We will remember today that we have a God who will not refuse us. We have relationship. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to regroup, to get on the rebound, and to rejoice. God, we thank you that we have relied upon your strength and not that of our own. You're an awesome God. You helped us. And we didn't need all the king's horses nor all the king's men. But Lord, you did it. You made us whole. Thank you, Lord. Forgive us of our sins, we pray. Have mercy on us. Give us this day, as we turn from this place but not your presence, I will be happy today. Forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name. And the Redeemer of the Lord said amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Wave at somebody socially.